Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Pittsburgh Steelers winners on Thursday night football. They knock off the Tennessee Titans 20-16. to Welcome in. I'm Mark Bergen, host of the Believe in Steelers show, providing a live reaction from Thursday night football. Before we get too far ahead, today's episode brought to you by betonline.ag. NFL Week 9 is here. If you have a bet on any of the NFL action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BLEAV. You can see that on your screen right now to receive your 50% welcome on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Steelers winners tonight. It was not always pretty, but they get it done. And Quan Alexander gets the interception with six seconds left to give the Steelers the football back. And they put it away. Mike Tomlin now 23 and five against rookie quarterbacks. I want to make sure I have that right because they lost to C.J. Stroud earlier this season. But they are very, very good against rookie quarterbacks, which is why I picked the Steelers to win this game. Yes. Uh, excuse me, 24-5 and five now for Mike Tomlin against rookie quarterbacks. A 24-5 and five record because uh, they lost to C.J. Stroud and the Texans earlier this year. I just had a feeling the Steelers would regroup. And you know what? Credit where credit is due, they made some changes. Broderick Jones starting on the right tackle position. Chooks Okorafor goes to the bench. I said in the pregame show this morning that the Steelers haven't been able to run the ball to the right side. And they could tonight. And we saw what Broderick Jones can do. He should start for the remainder of the season somewhere on the offensive line, whether it's right or left tackle. Because he's what you call a dancing polar bear. He can get to the second and third levels of defenses. He can pull. He can block linebackers or defensive backs because of his athletic ability. It's why he was a first-round pick. It's why the Jets wanted him. But the Steelers said, no, 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 no. We're going to trade up and get the Patriots pick to make sure that we can get him. I'd like to see him start at left tackle. Don't get me wrong. But if Dan Moore Jr. is doing his thing over on the left side and Broderick Jones capable on the right side, he should play. And I thought it was different in the running game tonight. The Steelers have a season-high rushing total in tonight's game, 166 yards on the ground offensively. And they didn't win time of possession, but they didn't get crushed either against King Henry and the Titans. Steelers had the ball for almost 29 minutes in this game. So the Steelers have only won time of possession once all season long, but considering you're going up against a rookie quarterback, they're going to rely heavily on Derrick Henry. I thought they did a pretty good, a pretty good job there. Henry had only 75 yards on 17 carries. He did have a touchdown, but all things considered with the rookie QB and Levis, who's looked pretty good in two starts, uh, you know where the onus is going to lie. And that's, getting the defense ready. Now, uh, injuries, I, I do want to bring that up. I hope that both Traylon Burks and Cole Holcomb have quick recoveries. Burks' injury was a little bit scarier because his eyes weren't open when he left the field, but they said during the broadcast he had uh, movement in, in his extremities. Uh, Cole Holcomb has been a playmaker at the linebacker position, so if it's going to be both Quan Alexander and Elandon Roberts in the coming weeks, they're going to need to step up big for the Steelers. We'll see the extent of their injuries. 
Matt Canada on the sidelines too. You saw for the first time this season, the Steelers score on an opening drive. Uh, that was probably the best offense the Steelers played all game, maybe other than late in the game where Kenny Pickett, cardiac Kenny, clutch Kenny, whatever you want to call him, finds Deontay Johnson and Johnson scores his first touchdown since the 2021 season. It's been a full season. It was so funny too, because during the broadcast, Al Michaels couldn't remember who the Steelers quarterback was in 2021. Oh yeah, that was Ben Roethlisberger. It's been that long for Deontay to get in the paint and score a touchdown. Welcome back to the end zone, young man. And I hope we get to see it continually because he was the constant for the Steelers offense tonight. Because look, if you're going to take away George Pickens over the top, Deontay Johnson should be able to eat you alive in the receiving game in on, in one-on-ones. Uh, I want to bring something up. My guy, Dave Damashek says he's saying that Johnson struggles to catch passes on routes where he's running to the inside. So uh, on in routes on slants and whatnot, I'm going to need to watch some more tape. Deontay had a few drops, but the catch along the sidelines during the touchdown drive, something happens with Kenny Pickett late in games when you need a play where he just figures it out. And I would like to see Kenny put this together for a full game. I actually thought Matt Canada called a pretty good game. There are a lot of throws that Kenny Pickett missed tonight. And if you pop on the tape from a week ago against Jacksonville, I think you could say a lot of the same things. There's going to be growing pains with a young, a young quarterback, no doubt. But the Steelers get it done, and they improve to 5-3 and three tonight. They improve to 5-3 and three tonight, and you want to see the Steelers continue to build off of that. Uh, it was nice to see Cam Hayward back on the field, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith doing their thing per usual. Uh, on that final drive to the Steelers, one thing I wanted to see, whether it's Darius, Darius Rush, the new defensive back they just signed, or Levi Wallace, take advantage of the opportunities that you have. If they had chances to make interceptions, they got to come down with those balls because a better team, maybe a team that doesn't have a rookie quarterback is going to take advantage of, hey, you're not going to have uh, a turnover. You're not going to take advantage of the takeaway that we're giving you. We're going to make you pay on the on the following play. Uh, a lot of people checking in. I want to say hi. Anthony Baker saying, what a game. Glad we got the W. Anthony, thank you for checking in. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Lamont saying, go Steelers. Yes, uh, big win tonight in Lamont. Thank you for checking in. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Mr. Woodside says, KP8 shaky tonight. Broderick Joe needs to stay in there. Chooks was really bad last week. So was Dan Moore Jr. So one of them needs to sit. Here's how I see this. And I said this on the pregame too. If you look at the contracts, Dan Moore Jr. and Broderick Jones are both under contract for both this year and next. But if you look at how much each player is owed, Roughly speaking, Broderick Jones uh, is going to be on a rookie deal as a rookie, as a first rounder. But Dan Moore Jr. makes something like a fraction of what Chooks make. Chooks has like a $10 million per season contract. If you're going to bench one and the Steelers haven't been able to run the ball to the right side on the very first play of the game tonight, they run to the right side, Broderick Jones side, and they get a five-yard gain. And they have a season high in rushing tonight. To me, you got to start Broderick Jones moving forward. Now, 
I know that there's discipline with rookies. And here's what I mean by this. Joey Porter Jr. on the Titans final drive tonight called for a pass interference. He's going up against DeAndre Hopkins, one of the best receivers in the game. And on the touchdown, Broderick Jones called for a penalty on the extra point attempt, which forced the Steelers to kick off from the 20-yard line. You can't have those mistakes late in games because, again, good teams are going to take advantage of that. But you teach those things, you learn those things, and that's something that's corrected where to say, hey, this week you learn from your mistakes. And moving forward in your career, you don't make those mistakes in the future. That's how I would teach that, where it's a teaching moment for both of those players. They'll humble themselves and prove that they belong on the field because if you look at Broderick Jones, like to me, I, I don't know all of the intricacies of offensive line. But when I see Broderick Jones moving like a dancing polar bear to the second and third levels of defense, the Steelers don't really have a lineman who's been able to do that. But that's why Broderick Jones is a first-round pick coming out of Georgia. Um, yeah, Mr. Sywood saying, Chuk's not going to make $9 million next year. I think he's going to be a cap casualty. I mean, that's the reality of the situation in the Steelers. It seems like every single time they'd start a drive, run the ball to the right side, and they've been able to do it. First play tonight, it's a five-yard gain. And the Steelers chose to receive the ball tonight, too. They chose to receive the ball, and they go down and score on the first drive because coming into this game, the Steelers had only scored seven offensive points in first quarters of games this season. And they get rolling early. They didn't have the 400-yard game that's all ever elusive that we're looking for. But I'll be honest with you, and I'm very critical of Matt Canada. I don't know if he's part of the solution long-term. I have my opinions on that. But Kenny Pickett missed a lot of throws if you actually looked at the replay. There was one where George Pickens on a crosser where if he hits him in stride, they get a first down and they keep the drive rolling, and he just missed the throw. But when it counts, again, if you want to call it clutch Kenny Pickett or cardiac Kenny Pickett, late in games, the narrative has been Steelers keep it close. The offense follows through in the clutch. It's got to mean something, but how can you put that together for the duration of a full game? I don't think we've seen a, a, I don't know if we've seen a great game from Kenny Pickett yet as a quarterback, a great full game to have him fully put it together. And maybe he doesn't have that quite that ability. But you're wondering, too, where it's like he's demonstrated flashes, again, to drive his team down for what ended up being the game-winning score late in the fourth quarter again. You see the ability at times, but then there's other times where it's like, man, this is tough to watch. This is tough to watch. Uh, Autumn also checking and saying Broderick Jones get more playing time. I agree. When we've seen him on the field, he's been really, really good. Uh, Mr. Sywood saying, correct, Mark, our rookies had two costly penalties late. Tomlin will point this out. It's a learning thing. They're rookie players. They're young players. How you learn from this is a lot more important to where it doesn't become a repeated mistake. I think you've seen it some with George Pickens too, to where it's like channeled what George Pickens can do on a field because the good is going to outweigh the bad more often than not. Now, speaking of George Pickens, tonight, not one of his better games, two receptions for negative one yards. He almost had that touchdown. 
along the sidelines, couldn't keep both feet in bounds somehow. That's like the first time where we've seen George Pickens not be a ballerina on the sidelines, not toe tap, and the Steelers settle for a field goal. Now, with field goals too, George uh, 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 Chris Boswell this year has been terrific. I don't think he's missed a kick this year. He's having a great redemption season, whereas last year he had a bad year. He was dealing with an injury, and statistically it, it was Boswell's worst year since 2018 last year, which what's the common denominator between those two seasons where he had bad years? Injuries. And Chris Boswell has been extremely reliable for this team and for an offense to where points are a premium again. My score prediction was 20 to 17 and it is 20 to 16 final. So uh, Philip checking in, bringing up a good point, saying Kenny was playing hurt. It's clear as day this game. He needs to be better, but hopefully this week he gets some rest, can get healthy in the mini bye week. Philip will said, great perspective there. And I will say this too. I would rather see Kenny Pickett banged up there and miss some throws and not be 100% and try to have to get his ribs back in action than to see what Mitch Trubisky can do. Because we know with the sample size from what we've seen with Mitch Trubisky, what he can do as a starting quarterback. We saw what Mitch could do last week in relief of Kenny Pickett. So you know what? Credit Kenny Pickett for being able to play. Uh, Washington and Jones are a monster on the right side. Yeah, uh, the run blocking was great to see. Uh, also want to give a shout out to Jalen Warren too. had a, a key end round run on a key third and one conversion. And then, you know what? We always talk about Alex Highsmith spin move off the edge from a defensive standpoint, Jalen Warren spin move with the ball in his hands is special. It's special. And I really wanted to see Jalen get into the end zone, uh, get it down to the one yard line, but then the Steelers set it up. And they find Deontay Johnson for the touchdown. And they're able to get it done first and goal in the red zone. That's, it's huge. You know, a week ago, the Steelers have three turnovers and they get three points out of that. Trying to get this offense better. And again, at least you saw adjustments tonight. Broderick Jones starting at right tackle. Matt Canada bringing him down from the booth and say, hey, you're going to call plays from the sidelines. At least we saw them try to do something different tonight. And it leads to the win. Was it perfect? No. Shortened week. Your quarterback's banged up. You're missing one of your best defensive players in Minka Fitzpatrick. Cam Hayward's coming back. Pat Fryermuth's not playing. There's a lot going on. Shortened week. Can you then build off of this in the bye week? Now, I said this too, if the Steelers would have struggled again offensively, would you make a change in the mini bye week with Canada coming off a win? I don't see that. But I will say this too, don't then send Canada back to the booth to be the offensive coordinator because we saw at times work tonight. We saw at times where the play concept and design worked against the Jaguars. Players have to execute after a certain point too. And I'm glad that's why I'm glad we saw Broderick Jones get the start tonight because I was very critical about Canada after the Jags game. But the players didn't get the job done and they didn't hold up their end of the bargain a week ago either. Show me football games in 2023 and beyond that you're going to win when you only score 10 points. And you get to 20 tonight and it's not perfect, but the recipe tonight was to say shortened week, Kenny Pickett's banged up, let's run the football And we're going to establish that from the jump, from the very first drive of the game where the team converts two third downs, 
Third down, the Steelers have been terrible this season. How can you build on that? And the concepts, Kenny missed a lot of throws tonight. It's just me being honest. Where the concept is there, he's got to be able to execute and make the throw. And again, I know he's injured tonight. He's playing hurt, no doubt. Hopefully he can continue to get healthy and let this serve as a mini bye week. Uh, casual Friday checking in, saying glad JPJ kept his composure. I was worried he'd be a head case tonight. Way for him to have a short memory. You have to as a cornerback in this league. And you have to going up against DeAndre Hopkins coming off a week where he had three touchdowns. Oh, hey, rookie, here's your assignment tonight. D-Hop, one of the best receivers in the game. So good on JPJ. Good on the Steelers, too. They had the right concept at the end because they were getting pressure off the edge. Titans had a ton of injuries up front. They couldn't really block Watt or Highsmith. But to say, hey, we're going to play very soft zone coverage. You can try to beat us underneath. But when it really, really comes down to it, you're not going to find an area in the end zone where you can find a cheap touchdown or we're going to have to dial it up and have man coverage on the outside. Steelers knew what they were doing at the end. Um, Philip checking in saying Canada can never be in the box again. Yeah. I, I want to see him on the sidelines, have him interact with the quarterbacks, have some of the other coaches up there. It worked tonight because we saw them score on the first drive of the game. And I want to see if there were other throws. Kenny Pickett missed tonight. Uh, when I go back and watch the tape, but, 19 of 30, 160 yards, one touchdown. Now, a key for the Steelers, too. Key for the Steelers, too. No turnovers. They win the turnover battle 1-0. Levis throwing an interception late in the game. Other than that, there were no turnovers. So, something you want to see better. Steelers were uh, 6 of 12 on third downs tonight, and then the Titans were 3 of 13 on third downs tonight. Third down conversions were huge. Um, Autumn checking in. Do you think we should get Josh McDaniels as the OC? Um, I don't know what Matt Canada would need to do to save his job. His contract runs through the remainder of the season. Byron Leftwich is the name I would start with. I would consider Josh McDaniels. I would go out of house and not in house for the Steelers. I'd consider McDaniels. I'd turn over every stone that you've got to bring in an offensive mind to try to develop Kenny Pickett in this offense. The question I have is, especially after tonight, you're sitting at five and three. So you double that, you're what, 10 and six, 11 and six, 10 and seven, uh, 17 game regular season schedule. What would Matt Canada need to do to retain his job beyond this season? I don't know if he can do that, barring a, an incredible turnaround. I, I, I don't think that there's a way to do it, but. Um, I'd consider a lot of, I, I don't know who else is out there. Byron left, which is where I'd start. And yeah, I'd consider McDaniels as well. Some guys are better suited and better cut out to be coordinators or position coaches instead of head coaches. I think Josh McDaniels can be a fine offensive coordinator in this league. I think it's clear he's not a head coach. Mr. Sywood saying, Mark, we threw to Washington on a designated first option. I almost fell off my couch. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Yeah, get the ball to Darnell Washington. He's a stud. Matchup nightmare. And imagine trying to have to tackle him. He gets his uh, second reception of his career. Uh, it was a seven-yard gain. But yeah, I use the players to where you have a schematic advantage. Darnell Washington is going to be a size problem for opposing players. He's going to be a speed problem for if you want to put, say, like a lineman against him. 
that size and speed is why he was uh, coveted, if you will, coming out of Georgia. Yeah, great to see the big guy get a catch. You love to see a big man run with the football. You love to see that. Uh, Casual Friday saying Canada is banned from the box from here on. I, I think that's a consensus among Steelers fans tonight is we don't want to see Matt Canada back in the booth. Want to see him on the sidelines and look, interact with players. It's what good coaches do. They communicate. Um, Mr. Sywood saying Kenny and Mason C were our two underperforming players on offense. Sorry, GP 14 too. Yeah. I mean, Pickens two catches for negative one yards. He almost had that touchdown along with sidelines, but if defenses want to take away Pickens, Deontay Johnson's going to eat you alive. Get the tight ends involved. Get the play action game going. The Steelers get the running game going. I think Kenny Pickett will, will start to figure it out. 11 carries for Jalen Warren, 87 yards. That's almost eight yards a carry. Najee Harris, 16 carries, 69 yards, 4.3 yards per carry. And that touchdown on the opening drive where that is a want to. There's this dichotomy where, look, maybe Jalen Warren looks better with the ball in his hands and he's better outside the tackles. But you're going to need both of these guys if you want to go on a run this season. Do I think that that's going to happen with this offense? Probably not. But you're going to need both this season, especially with the development of a young quarterback. Can he pick it still in year two? So everyone says, say, oh, is it Warren? Is it Harris? You're going to need both players. They both have different running styles, and it's tough for opposing defenses. But I like how hard they're running. 160-plus yards on the ground tonight. Again, that total, that team total for the Steelers tonight, 166 yards on the ground, a season high for Pittsburgh. 326 total yards for the Steelers. Again, I want to see them get to that 400-yard mark threshold. That, to me, would be the next step of all this. But Deontay Johnson tonight finally scoring a touchdown for the first time since week 17 of the 2021 season. That is way too long for a guy who's been a pro bowler in the NFL before. It's been way too long. Uh, We need to keep that as our identity. Yeah, I would – the running game, multiple tight end sets – have Kenny Pickett make plays on the outside when he needs to. Make it easy for him. Uh, Casual Friday saying, TJ spoiling us. He had another dominating game along his partner in crime, number 56. Yeah, this edge rushing duo is special to watch for the Steelers. And they've been worth every penny. They've been worth every penny. Highsmith, two sacks tonight. Watt has another sack tonight. His brother was in attendance at the game too. So you love to see that. And... uh it's just great to see. Saw J.J. Watt at the game. You saw Joey Porter Sr. at the game too. But these two off the edge and T.J. Watt, there's a reason he's one of the favorites for Defensive Player of the Year. He's been very special for the Steelers this season. Um, Casual Friday saying, both of our edges bring so much intensity makes me want to run through a wall. Yeah, I mean, even on that final drive where they're huffing and puffing. But here's the thing too. When TJ and Alex Highsmith need a blow, Marcus Golden made another play tonight, given his opportunity. Uh, I believe he had a sack. And then uh, Nick Herbig, too. Yeah, Golden had a sack tonight. And then Nick Herbig, in the limited snaps he's had, has made the most of his opportunity as a rookie. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) T.J. Watt needs no helmet. Yeah, Uh, not even being helmetless can stop T.J. Watt. It's it's been special to watch. It's been special to watch. Yeah, Golden did have a sack tonight, so he's been a he's been a great addition 
you're not paying a ton for him when you need a breather. He can come in and he's had productive plays. He's gotten sacks, plays behind the line of scrimmage when TJ Watt needs a breather on the sidelines. And the Steelers, too, let me bring this up, too. If Cole Holcomb is out for any kind of extended period, obviously Quan Alexander and Landon Roberts are going to pick up most of the load there at the inside linebacker position. You probably have to promote someone from the practice squad. But could you use some of the edge rushers, whether it's Herbig, whether it's Golden, whether it's Watt, whether it's Highsmith, can you move them around? Can you be creative? And that's where, hey, Mike Tomlin, Terrell Austin, go make your coin to be creative in figuring out what you're going to do if Cole Holcomb misses a substantial time. He was carted off with a knee injury tonight. So that's where go earn your bones. We're going to move some guys around, cause confusion along the offensive line, and we're not going to miss a beat in terms of our level of production. We'll see how all that shakes out. And I want Cole Holcomb back on the field for the Steelers as quickly as possible. I think inside linebacker compared to a a previous season when you had Miles Jack and Devin Bush, Cole Holcomb, Roberts, and Quan Alexander, in my opinion, have been upgrades there. You're getting those splash plays from them. Alexander has the interception tonight. A week ago, we saw a forced fumble with Holcomb. You know, those guys are flying around and making plays. We saw it in the Baltimore game, certainly, too. Those guys were everywhere, and they're part of a defense that has been really special this year. Some people might be down about the Steelers' defense at 5-3 and three right now. They've had one game, one game as a team, where the Steelers have one time of possession. Go talk to any defensive player who's played the sport. Hey, what's it like when you can get a breather on the sideline your offense can sustain drives? Hey, what's it like when your offense has a running game and you can just chill on the sidelines, get your Gatorade, get your oxygen, get your water, and be ready to roll rested? Go ask any player. Go ask any player about that. So the fact that the Steelers did not get dominated tonight with time of possession, considering you're going up against Derrick Henry, I thought was huge. I thought it was huge. Uh, Casual Friday checking in again. I love this comparison. Saying Watt and Highsmith reminds him of Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green again. How about another duo? James Harrison and Lamar Woodley. (laughs) I mean, Steelers have had a lot of great defensive players throughout their history. Edge rushers, linebackers. Um. But yeah, it's 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 special. This defense has been special. And I don't care what the statistics say. You've been without Cam Hayward since the opening week of the season. And your defense has been stuck on the field for long periods of time. And they've still been at times dominant, I would argue. Like, I, I look at it from this standpoint. If the Steelers' offense was even average, this would be one of the NFL's elite teams. Can you get to average offensively? I I don't know if you can, but that's what you have to try to build towards. And I think this defense is that special. And especially, and again, on another night, speaking of injuries, where you don't have Minka Fitzpatrick. You don't have Minka Fitzpatrick, and it still looks good, and you hold the Titans to 16 points. Again, I know it's a rookie quarterback. Mike Tomlin is very good against rookie quarterbacks. But you get it done, and you get it done against a quarterback who in his debut threw four touchdowns. And... I'll be honest, 
looked kind of like a rookie tonight. And that's because of the relentless pass rush. And what the Steelers can do too, I thought about this on the last drive. It's like, are they going to dial up the blitz and try to confuse confusion with Levis? Steelers defense doesn't need to do that because they can get home with four. Do you know how big it is for your defense to say, we can do exactly what we need to do and we only need to rush four players and we can drop seven back into coverage versus, hey, we got to dial up the blitz and guys are either going to be in a zone or they're going to be in one-on-ones. And it's your guy against mine against a hot read. The Steelers can consistently get home with four a lot of that is TJ Watt off the edge. When he gets double and triple teamed and chipped off the edge, it creates one-on-one opportunities for other players, i.e. Alex Highsmith. And they take advantage. So that that duo is special, and the way that they play together is special. And the guy, again, the edge rushing depth this year, it was a very big concern I had going into the year, coming off a year where TJ Watt missed substantial time last year. With the pectoral injury, he had his knee scoped while his pec was recovering a year ago. And going into the year, it's like, okay, they've got Watt and Highsmith. We know what to expect from them. But what happens when they need a blow, when they need a breather? And you have depth there with Marcus Golden and Herbig. I have all the confidence in the world with both of those players. Look, no one's TJ Watt. No one's TJ Watt. But the fact that you have depth there is huge. The fact that you have depth there is huge. In the Steelers, like it's the position groups that they draft, linebackers and receivers. They draft and develop those players as good as any franchise in the league. Yeah. Um, Autumn saying, apparently Chooks got benched by Mike Tomlin because he wanted a spark. That's why he started Jones on the right side. I'm going to be curious to hear about when all this happened. Um, I'm not sure if media members were able to go to the practice Wednesday or if this is something they knew well in advance of the game. Also a little bit surprised to see Broderick over at the right side and keep Dan Moore at the left side. And how the Steelers handle that in the coming weeks is very telling. But Broderick Jones needs to be on the field because of his ability to move. When you have a 300-plus pound lineman who's able to move like him, you can do some things in the running game that your average lineman can't do. And again, the word that we use here on this show is dancing polar bear. Um, I think that's probably about all I have from tonight's game. Uh, if any other people have questions retrospectively, I can do my best to answer those. But the, the Steelers find a way to win tonight, and that's huge. Uh, we're going to see what they do in the coming weeks as I pull up their schedule. Uh, next week, you've got Green Bay. That game's going to be at home against a struggling Packers team and another young quarterback in Jordan Love. Then you hit the road and you go to Cleveland the following week. So we're going to see what the Steelers do against Green Bay. I'd imagine at home, winning record going up against a team that's really struggling with the Steelers would be favored yet again. But I can't imagine that it'd be by more than a touchdown considering that the Steelers offense hasn't exactly been uh, fireworks, if you will, this season. But the Steelers find a way to win here on Thursday Night Football. My name is Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching the post-game show here on the Believe in Steelers show. Uh, If you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please leave us a five-star review. On YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. 
so you never miss an episode of Believe in Steelers. Ike Taylor and I will be back tomorrow morning on Friday to recap this game. Excited to get his thoughts. Ike's been on the road. He was in Pittsburgh last weekend for the Jags game, so can't wait to catch up with Ike to see how he's been. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your nights and the rest of the NFL Week 9 action. Steelers winners tonight over the Titans on Thursday Night Football. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care and so long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.